All right, welcome back. Episode three of Real Sports Talk, man. Micah Chapman in the building. Hope y'all ready for another great episode. Once again, we got Corey Moore on the podcast with us, man. Corey, go ahead and let people know what's, what's going good, on. What's everybody? You know, we back at it again. You know, we just going to talk sports like we always do, and we're going to hopefully give y'all a good podcast episode. You know, y'all just tune in. Yeah, man, that's... That's what it's really going to be, man. We're going to try to go away from what we did the first two episodes. Well, strictly basketball. We like basketball and everything, but, you know, my my passion really is football, so we're going to try to throw a little bit of that in it as well. Um, but since we on the subject of basketball, we know free agency is happening. It's going crazy right now. Uh, the landscape of the NBA is shifting. Uh, so let's let's talk about that just a little bit. I mean, the big news in free agency, we still waiting on Kawhi Leonard. Everybody waiting on that. It's like he got the world in the palm of his hands right now. So um, we we talked about where he could possibly end up. Uh, it was three particular destinations that everybody was focused on. Uh, two of them in in one city, basically. Uh, so you had the two L.A. teams, Clippers, Lakers, and you had him going back to the Raptors. Uh, that's probably the three choices he has. Uh, I'm still leaning towards him going back to Toronto. Uh, that's just me. I don't I don't think um, he's going to end up changing that decision. The only problem that I'm trying to deal with is if it's going to be a short-term deal or if he's going to go with the full max. Um, I think he's going to go short-term and try to re-up again in two years maybe. But if he doesn't, if he goes full term, that, that Toronto team is still set up, got some nice young players. So I, I believe that's where he's going to go. Uh, Lakers probably finished second. I don't believe the Clippers have a shot anymore. That's just me. Um, but, Corey, you talk about it, man. What you think about this? Honestly, you know, just to piggyback on what you said, I think he's going to stay in Toronto. I just can't see Kawhi joining a team with two – top four, top five players on it already. He doesn't seem like that kind of guy. But, I mean, you never know. I mean, it's a new NBA league, you know. So, I mean, you never really know about that. But I feel like, you know, with all the reports going on on Twitter, some old NBA players, Kawhi Butler, Kendrick Perkins, you know, they saying it's a done deal already. He going to L.A. and and all this Um I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it at all. I think he's going to stay in Toronto short term and, you know, try to re-up again two years, like you said. But it's a it's a very, very, you know, popular thing for someone to, you know, make a big three instead of, you know, having your own, you know, team like Kawhi did with Toronto. But, yeah, I think he's going to stay in Toronto. Uh, I like you said the Clippers. I don't see them in it no more, unless something crazy happens. I think it's you know between the Raptors and the Lakers. And if he goes to the Lakers, uh, you might as well just cancel the NBA season because I don't see nobody beating him. I mean, you talking about a big three with LeBron, arguably one of the greatest, well, not arguably, but one of the greatest players of all time in my top three. Anthony Davis, the top five player. Kawhi Leonard, top two, top three player, arguably you could say the best in the game, depending on who you talking to. Um, 
and then your fourth option would be Kyle Kuzma. So you might as well just cancel the season if that happens. And you know, so I just I'm just curious to see you know what kind of decision he makes because he does have the world upon of his hands. Twitter is waiting on him, so <laughs> it's just it's just going to be something we we'll have to wait for. The season? No, man, we can't we can't do that. I mean, it's not like they they would just be. I mean, they would be the favorites. Man. I mean, it's it's no it's no doubt about it. Come on, you don't think any team any team in the man? Listen, listen, no? Kawhi and LeBron and AD. Now, now listen, now listen. Let me get this. Now let me, let me you know let me backtrack. Of course, you know they got to get chemistry and all that. They have to you know build up that team chemistry, you know, and you know they have to you know build on trusting each other. Who's gonna be the closer? Who's gonna you know who's gonna do those things? Um, but if they could get all that down pack, assuming he signs with the Lakers, which I don't think he will, like I previously just stated. Assuming all those things, you know, work out in their favor, then I don't see nobody beating them at their best if they, you know, handle the chemistry and who's going to close and all those little things. Then I don't see nobody beating them. I don't. I don't. I just – I don't. I mean, I, I don't. I don't see anybody beating them in a seven-game series, but I at least see a couple teams who could possibly take it to six. But <laughs> I, I don't see anybody beating them in seven. Um, uh, that would just be a, a dominant team right there with those four players. Um, and then we can talk about uh, how would they fill out their roster. Yeah, that's another thing. That's um, another thing. They I mean, you getting Kawhi, you getting Kawhi Leonard. He's gonna take up the rest of your cap space, so everybody else is gonna be on on minimum contracts, which I don't think would be a problem for the players to sign a minimum to play on the team with a big three like that. Um, especially if they rich Paul clients. Um, so let's say like the Morris twins, those two, you they would take minimum contracts to win a ring yeah. on that team. Mm-hmm. Um, they got a couple other ones. Nerlens Noel just backed out of his uh, commitment with OKC to explore his options. If they wanted to add him to the squad, they could. Uh, you could bring Rondo back. You could bring Lance Stevenson back. It doesn't really matter who you bring back because you have those three players plus – a Kyle Kuzma who can get you 20 a night. So that that squad, putting pieces around them would not be a problem like people think. Just because all these players already signed in deals, of course, they can't really sign them until July 6th. But um, all these players agreeing to deals, yeah, they, they getting their money. I understand that. But you still have these other players out here who can just step into a team. To me right now, the Lakers technically have, I would I would probably say, they have to fill uh, six roster spots. Mm-hmm. Uh, depending on what Kawhi does, he could go up to seven, but I'm going to go with six. You have, um, you're going to have LeBron, you're going to have AD, you're going to have Kuzma. Um, they sent out the qualifying offers to uh, Jonathan Williams and Caruso. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody, nobody wants those two, so they're going to be back on the Lakers. That's five spots right there. You got ten more spots to fill. Uh, looking at their summer league team, um, they've got uh, Horton Tucker. He's going to have a spot. So that's six. Um, I'd say two of the players from the Summer League team are going to be on the roster. Um, I already predicted one of them, uh, Zach Novell. I think he's going to get a spot. Uh, that's going to be seven. 
Um, and you add one more, either one or two more players from the summer league team, we can get you to eight or nine. Um, if you only add one, that's eight. And if you get Kawhi, that's nine. You fill out the other spots with six minimum players. The Morris Twins is two. Rondo is one. Lance Stevenson is one. You find two more players, that's still a championship team with a big three. Now, even if you don't sign Kawhi, you still have six or seven spots to fill. You can call up Carmelo. You think Melo wouldn't come in, sign for five million dollars, and want to play on the team? Oh, he, oh, he, oh, he definitely, definitely coming. Yeah. Definitely. Melo, Melo already got his eyes on the Lakers. If they have a spot for him, he's gonna sign, and he he wants to come and play. Melo and LeBron, they already have that chemistry. They played on the same team, um, the Olympic team, and they dominated basically. Melo can still play ball. That's what people don't understand. Still. He just washed up. He can still play ball. That that Rockets fit was not going to work for him. That, I, that's didn't, not, I, didn't, I, that, I wasn't feeling that. The way James Harden plays and the way Chris Paul plays doesn't fit what Melo needs on his team. Melo would be what Kevin Love was for LeBron in Cleveland, basically. Mm-hmm. He's going he's gonna to stretch the floor. Uh, they're going to give him some post-up opportunities where Melo can still dominate in the post. I don't know if people know that or not. Um, Melo can dominate in the post. He's still going to rebound the basketball. He's not going to defend much, but it's Melo. Let's remember that. It's, it's still Carmelo Anthony now. Let's, he can still give you about 12 to 15 at night. He can occasionally go off for the, go off for the 20. So it's it's, it's still, still mellow. You can still, still score. Mellow. You you don't you don't forget how to score the basketball. So, but they they got talent out there that they can go and get. Even if they miss on Kawhi, they still have some players they can get and still make a championship yeah. too. Um, they um signed they signed Troy Daniels, the guy he used to play. Troy yeah, Daniels he used to play for the Rockets. Three, yeah. three point shooter. He played yeah. for the Rockets. That's all. He he will come into the and game. Shoot. And that's just all he shoot needs. threes, and that's it. That's all he wants to do, shoot threes. If you can shoot, I think last year on catch-and-shoot opportunities, he shot like 48% from three. So, I mean – That's not – That's not, hey, that's mean, not make, at all. If you're making half of your catch-and-shoot threes playing on a team of LeBron, you, you gonna, yeah. I think you'll be just you fine. He's going to see the court. He's <laughs> definitely going to see the court. He not, he not, he's not going to defend anybody. Oh, hell no. Um, hell no. He's, he's going to give you a couple rebounds. He's not a, he's not a passer. But if you collapse the defense and leave him open, he will make you Definitely. pay. So, I mean, that's that's just what he does. So they do. So that, like I said, that's another roster spot that's taken. So they, they I would say they have like six spots left, um, and there's some players out there in the market that they can go and get just to help fill out that roster. Yeah, true. All right, so let's let's talk about this. Let's we was all on the topic of free agency. Um, give me this. Give me your winner of free agency so far. If you look at what all the moves the teams have made, um, let's take out the Nets because everybody knows the Nets yeah, are a winner. Yeah, when, yeah. You get, when you get KD and Kyrie, mm-hmm. I mean, you're a winner. You're a winner. Day. You're a winner. So we're going we're gonna to take out the Nets. Uh, let's look at all the other teams outside of, outside of the Lakers and Toronto because they, they both waiting on the same moves to happen. But all the rest of the teams, look at them. Um, let me know which one is your winner. My winner, and <laughs> it's funny. It's funny that you bring this up. My winner is a team that you slandered 
<laughs> and she's slandered a lot on Twitter. Go, no, go, go, uh, ahead, uh, go, 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 I'm gonna say the Celtics because why, why would the Celtics be a winner? Let me know why they're a winner because simple, simply, simple fact is they lost, in my opinion, they lost the second best point guard in the NBA, Kyrie Irving. And yes, I said second best, but for them to re- for them to sign a player of Kimba Walker, who y'all love, I mean I like him too, but anyway, Kimba Walker, and they also signed Enos Cancer, a guy you know who's gonna run the floor, he's gonna get you rebounds, he's gonna score in the post, he got a lot of post moves, you know, he's not the best defender in the world. I mean, we just we just gonna call that what it is, and. You know, I feel like for Danny Ainge to bring in that into a team who has a lot of talent, they may lack they may lack um defense now because they lost Horford. And you know, and I feel like the potential lineup that they're gonna have, Kimball Walker, uh Brown, Tatum, potentially Hayward and uh Cantor. I mean Cancer don't play defense. Tatum not the best defender. Jalen Brown, he's a he's a he's a he's the he's a good defender. He's probably the best perimeter defender on the team outside of Marcus Smart. Um so yeah, I would say they're they're one of my winners. I will go I will go to Celtics just based off the fact they lost an all-star of Kyrie Irving and they brought in someone who fits the team better, like Kimball Walker. And they also brought in, you know, Someone like Cancer who could start on most teams in the NBA after losing Horford. So yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I see. You talk about me slandering them. I give them slander because I don't think that they got better. Hmm. I think they got worse. No, no, not by not by not by much. But I did. I do think they got worse. But I think other teams around them got better. Um, that's why I can't call them a winner because you're talking about the Bucks. The Bucks did lose Brogdon. I will give you that. But you re-signed um, all, basically your whole core um, of players. You re-signed, re-signing George Hill. You re-signing uh, Brooke Lopez. Um, you actually uh, brought in Robin Lopez to help come off the bench as a center. Um so you you basically re-signed everybody outside of Brogdon. Um, so I don't think they really got that much worse. They're going to be putting a lot on the shoulders of Bledsoe, um, who better step up this year. Because if he doesn't, then they're going to be in trouble. Um, but I don't think they really got worse. I think they might drop down to maybe a two or three seed. I still think they're better than the Celtics. Um, you let Al Horford walk and end up in Philly. In Philly. Um that probably puts them as a top two seed in the East right now because now you don't have a player to stop and beat anymore. That was Al mm-hmm. Horford. Al Horford is now on the same team. With him. And the thing about it is Al Horford can play the forward position. Yeah. I, prob- I probably I wouldn't have given him that contract. But with the amount of games that Embiid has missed the last couple of seasons, um, putting him on that team with Ben Simmons, uh, Tobias Harris, who just got the max contract, um, that's that's a nice uh, 
core right there to build around. Uh, he still needs shooters. Shooter. Uh, J.J. Redick is gone. Um, but having that, that four right there um, gives them uh, a top three seed possibly, possibly in the East, possibly fighting for the top seed depending on the development of Ben uh-huh. Simmons. Um, he's he's always going to be the key for that Philly team as long as he's there. If he can't get it together, then they're never going to be what they can be. Um, looking at the rest of the East teams, Pacers? Um, okay. the Pacers uh-huh. did get better. Um, you you add Brogdon to Oladipo. <laughs> um, you do you you do lose Thaddeus Young. I will say that he played decently. He's a good defender. You, he was probably the the veteran on the team. And they also did lose Bogdanovich oh, yeah. as well. Um, so it's just going to depend. But you you did get uh, Brogdon, who I really like, um, Adam to Oladipo. You still have Miles Turner. So um, And they, they got T.J. Warren oh, as yeah, well. T.J. Yeah, Warren is on the uh, Pacers Jeremy now. Lamb. Um, and Jer- and mm-hmm. Jeremy Lamb. So they do have some pieces to build around. Um, they're going to be – they're a young team, so – they're gonna have to gel together quick, but I think I think they can put it together. Um, I'm talking about another team that's probably gonna go from outside the playoffs to in the Miami Heat. Um, mm. Getting rid of that, getting rid of that white side contract was probably the biggest move they could have made. Even even along even when they got Jimmy Butler, getting rid of Hassan Whiteside was probably the best move the Miami Heat made. This free agency period, uh, uh, um, signing Jimmy Butler, <laughs> signing Jimmy Butler was just a plus. Um, so adding him, adding Jimmy Butler to Goran Dragic, um, Justice Winslow, Bam Adebayo. Um, I think they they held on to Kelly Olynyk if I'm not mistaken. Um, so you've got some pieces. You just drafted Tyler Hero, who's going to shoot the rock. We saw it. If you didn't watch the summer league game last night. Uh. Tyler Hero was out there launching three pointers like it was crazy. Yeah, eighteen uh, points. White boy can shoot. I know Miami Heat fans was a little upset with the pick. I don't know why. Kid can shoot the rock. That's all he, he needs hey, to do. He can shoot, uh, and he better than what you think dribbling dribbling the rock. So, oh yeah, he was he was out there. He was out there balling. Another player on their summer league team who people need to watch out for, Duncan Robinson. Um, mm, he used to play at Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he. Those two were they were killing things last night against the Lakers Summer League squad. So if they can bring that momentum into the season, that's another two pieces um just to put around that team. So they're I think they jump into the playoffs as well. Oh yeah, definitely. If I had to pick a t- if I had to pick a team that was gonna drop out of the playoffs that was in, uh it would probably be the Pistons. I don't like the way the Pistons are constructed. Nope. I've never liked that team. I don't like uh the combination of Drummond and Blake Griffin. Um, I need Drummond to get his act together. I thought he would be way better um, than, he, than he currently is. God, but you know how that goes. Um, I think the Heat. I think the Heat could possibly sneak in. Another team that could possibly sneak in in the East would probably be the Bulls, depending on if they can get that team to gel together. I think they have some nice pieces if they can stay. Um, we were talking about the winners in free agency. My winner. In free agency is the Utah Jazz. Mm. For those people who not paying attention to the Jazz, they were one of the best teams in the West. Um, they just ended up going up against uh, some more great teams. I mean, you got the Golden State Warriors and you got the Rockets on that side already. So 
it would have been tough for them. But to go from Ricky Rubio to Mike Conley, and then on top of that, you add uh, Bogdanovich to a lineup that needed shooters, and you still have the defensive player of the year. Um, you still have that bench who's going to play hard. You still have Joe Ingles. Um, still have Royce O'Neal. Uh, that team is going to be dynamite. They they currently have uh, possibly a top five backcourt in the NBA now with Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell. So um, if they can get that together, if Mitchell can improve on his consistency, that team is going to be – extremely dangerous. Uh, Bogdanovich is going to shoot over 40% from three. Royce O'Neal going to come off the bench and give you some mm-hmm. energy. We know what Joe Ingles is going to do. He's slow on the court. Old, old man. You can't really, you can't really <laughs> stop him. Game. So, I mean, um, if Mike Conley is healthy, that's going to be – that team could possibly be one of the one of the best teams to watch next year um, on the court. I'm I'm expecting big things from them. Um, also, and another team in the West who probably improved a lot. I would, even though they took on a big contract, I would say I would still say they they improved the Trailblazers. Mm. Um, mm. So you lock down you lock down Damian Lillard. He signs his his supermax. Mm. Uh, still got CJ McCollum. You taking you taking Whiteside, who I don't I don't think I think he was tired of being in in Miami. And I don't think it was the best spot for him. He's still going to be a backup in in Portland when Nurkic comes back from his injury, um, but he can still go out and give you a double double. Um, you re-sign Rodney Hood. That was um, big. That's yeah. You re-sign Rodney Hood. You get rid of. Um, um, I think Aminu yeah, is gone. gone. Harkless gone you, too. So you lost Aminu. You lost Harkless. And you lost Evan Turner, and you lost Miles Leonard. You lost those four, but you still have Zach Collins. You just drafted Nasir Little mm-hmm. at twenty at twenty five, which That's still baffles me. But you know, you got him at twenty five. You got Kent Bazemore, who's coming in from Atlanta. So you you've got pieces. You've got pieces to work with. Um, if Nurkic comes back healthy, that team can still do some damage in the playoffs. Now I I will say they need they need to find some more shooting. Rodney Hood is not enough, and we know Dame and McCollum. When it comes playoff time, everybody's going to focus on them. But if Nurkic can come back from that injury healthy, uh, that team that team is going to be a problem. So um, those two were winners. Now if we're going to switch it over and talk about the losers oh, of free agency, let me get I think, get this. I think let everybody. Me get this. I think I think me, everybody should have the same. Let me answer. get this. If you do not, if you do not choose this one this. team Please. as your free agency Please. loser, let me get this. Then you have not been watching. So I'm gonna let you take the floor. You be Stephen A. Smith. And go <laughs> ahead with Man, listen. For years and years and years and years, <laughs> the Knicks have been dying for somebody to just take over that franchise. Yes, they had Melo. We we get that. They had Melo, which is cool. We understand that. You know, they had a, a solid core for a while. We get that. And if Miami wasn't there for that time, they probably would have did some damage. And, you know, they also got beat by the Pacers that year. But anyway, man, they wanted Zion. Didn't get him. Wanted Kyrie. Didn't get him. 
they wanted the best prize of the whole free agency, didn't get them. <laughs> they went over three. Nick fans, I'm sorry. But however, for them to get Barrett, who's who I think is gonna be good, you know, in the upcoming years, they got Alfred Payton, they got Gibson, Tosh Gibson, they also got Julius Randle. Uh, and this report saying they're keying on DeMarcus Cousins. Now, they ain't making the playoffs. I don't think they're making the playoffs. But they could, you know, win maybe like 29 games, 30 games, 30 games, you know. <laughs> it's not, it's not, you know, what Nick fans were, were looking for, which I'm sorry. Y'all got to deal with that mediocrity. I mean, nobody wants to come play in Madison Square Garden, which is sad because that's, like, one of the best arenas in the world. It's the Garden. I mean, but right now, they're not the best team in uh, New York. It's, it's the Nets. Uh, even without KD playing next year, it's the Nets. So, Knicks fans, man, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm really sorry I got to put up with, 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 with Dolan. I'm sorry I got to put up with it, but – but but y'all y'all have a good y'all have a good coach. I think he's I think um I think he's a good coach. Oh yeah, I like yeah. Fisdale. He's he's a real he's a real cool guy. He's gonna come in, give you that energy. He's gonna give he's gonna keep and it real with you. Now, now they got some they got some nice young talent too. I'm not going Mitchell Robinson, uh, <laughs> Dennis Smith. Um, what's my man's name? Uh, Alonzo. <laughs> I, I don't know his last name, but he came from Arizona. Uh, Alonzo, uh, yeah, Trier, Trier, yeah, Trier. Alonzo Trier from Arizona. <laughs> um, uh, you got Barry, you got some young, nice talent, but you didn't get you. I, yeah, they, uh, they do. They do have some nice young talent. Um, the problem is they've been going with young for the last five years. And you set it up to where this year was going to be the big year. All the big name free agents on the market, you were gonna make a run at all of them, and the reports were always gonna be that you were gonna come out with at least two out of Kyrie, KD, hey. um, Demarcus Cousins, and and who was the other one in there? They had another name in there that they 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 were throwing around. I know those three for sure. <laughs> they wanted and, to draft Zion, but hey, shit, they ain't yeah, that. and Zion, they wanted they were. Oh well, we gonna get the worst record, so we'll have the best chance of getting the number one pick. First of all, you don't end up getting the number one pick; you get number three. <laughs> uh, so Zion is out the window, which still isn't isn't too bad. Yeah. Um, but you you end up missing on number two as well mm-hmm. when you could have got the best player in the draft at two, and you end up with number three. John Morant still my best player in the draft. We're gonna we're gonna leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you end up with number three. And you still get a good talent in R.J. Barrett. Not bad. Not bad. Um, going to be uh, a nice player. Between He's going to give you between, I say, in the future, he's going to be a, between an 18 and a 23-point-per-game player. Uh-huh. Uh, that's, that's me. So you've got, you've got R.J. Barrett. So now you're setting up free agency. Okay, we're going to go after Kyrie Irving. Um, you don't get him. That's fine. You miss on Kyrie Irving, that's okay. You can go after somebody else. D'Angelo Russell is still out there if you want to steal him from the Knicks. <laughs> they don't they don't make that happen. Okay. <laughs> well you settle well, you settle on a point guard. You still got 
uh, Neil Aquina and you still got Dennis Smith Jr. Uh-huh. Okay, that's fine. Okay, our big fish is still there. Kevin Durant. Everybody knows we're going after KD gets hurt. What does your what does your owner do? Oh well, we don't trust the injury now. Are you stupid? <laughs> what what is what is wrong with you? Durant, this is Kevin Durant. I don't give a damn if he comes back at seventy five percent of what he is now. He's still your team's best Easily. player. You give him your max contract. You still have another max slot available. Even if you want to put Julius Randle on that team mm-hmm. with him, you can still do it. KD sits out a year. He comes back. You got KD. You got R.J. Barrett. You got. You still got Mitchell Robinson. You've got Julius Randle. All you got to do is find a point guard. It's not that hard. That's a starting five right there. KD is still your best player. He's still going to go out there and be able to give you 25 a night. No, he's not going to be able to move like he used to. Ho- hopefully he can, which I, I think he'll be able to. But still, even if it's 75 to 85% of what KD is now, that's still your best player. He's still one of the top 10 players in the Easy. NBA. And you, and you say you don't trust the injury? Really? <sighs> Come on, man! You just you just gave Julius Randle sixty three million dollars. Hey, oh, hey! Now Julius Randle, he's not a he's not a scrub, he's a decent he player. He, he, he's, he, not he's not, but he's not he's not Kevin Durant. He's a decent player though. He's not. You so you're gonna tell me that D'Angelo Russell can get thirty million dollars, but you don't want to give KD anything because you don't know how he's gonna return from injury. That is the dumbest idea. I've ever heard anybody. <laughs> That's blasphemy. Say, um, <laughs> you you need to sell the team. If you're not gonna make the right decision, sell the team. It's that simple. Because you're not helping this team out at all. This is New York City, Madison Square the Garden. Method. This used to be the the premier spot for NBA basketball, right along with Los Angeles and Boston. If it wasn't those two places, it was New York City. People wanted to go to New York City to watch players play in Madison Square Garden. When LeBron first came to the Garden, it was crazy. 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 People wanted to watch the greats play in the Garden. You see, people put on shows in the Garden. LeBron put on a show. Kobe. Kobe put on a show. Jordan. KD put on a damn show. But you don't want to sign him because he's coming up. Come on, man. That's disrespectful. That's very disrespectful. New York Knicks fans should have been outside the arena boycotting for this man to sell the team after that after that came out and they said to sign KD because they didn't know how he would return from injury. Every New York Knicks fan should have been outside that arena wanting to tear it down just for that one statement. That is that is pathetic. Very pathetic. It's just it's it's just sad that they gotta deal with that. Because, I mean, they don't have anything to look forward to. Who's the star of the franchise? They just have – they either just have role players or just good players. They don't have that one guy. Like, I mean this, – they, put, they putting it all on R.J. Barrett now. But now this, this – this, this, I, I like R.J. Me I too. I really me do. Too. But I don't ever see him being this star player that everybody thinks they see from him. I like him. I think he's going to be a nice number two or, or a very three. But number one on a on a very good playoff team, nah, I don't see it. 
I'm not. I don't. I, do I, don't, not I, don't, see I don't. I don't know. I don't know, man. Like he's just he's he's not very efficient. He turns the ball over. His shot is inconsistent. He has good mechanics, but his shot is inconsistent. He goes left a lot. Most of the time, he's not going to go right. Um, he has shown he can play defense. He has the potential to play good defense. But when it comes to, like, you know, certain parts, areas on offense, I, he needs to grow. You know, his ball handling skills, you know, they could get better. But I mean, he he's only what nineteen years old, eighteen, nineteen years old. He he's gonna get a lot better. But for them to miss out on Zion and not get the number two pick and potentially get Job ja Morant, I mean, that, that, that's not that's not good. And it's just bad. It's just kind of sad that they have all these you know role players or just regular good players on their team who you know won't really contribute to any type of success like playoff success. So the the thing is now you miss on you miss on the big free agency class in twenty nineteen. You sign all these players to two year either two year deals or three year deals. You set yourself up for two thousand twenty one. Everybody knows the the one player you're trying to get in two thousand twenty one is Giannis. Everybody knows that. You're not getting Giannis. I don't know why you why you planning on this right now. You're not getting him. Giannis is going to end up in one of two places. He's going to end up back in Milwaukee, or he's going to end up in Dallas, where his little brother plays at. Um, that's it. That's that's the best you're going to get. Um, you're not going to get Giannis. LeBron's not leaving um, from Los in New York City at 37 years old. He's not doing that. Chris Paul should probably be retired. By <laughs> he, he's he's going to be that washed up. Um, the only other players on this list um, that you might go after, um, you might get Paul George, uh, which I don't see him leaving from OKC to go over there instead of going to L.A. somewhere where his family is. Uh, you got Blake Griffin. Um, nah, he's not worth that. Um, who is there? Who is there to be your number one player? Like, it's not many options out here on this list. Who are you gonna sign? Andre Drummond? God, um, <laughs> God. <laughs> that's that's even worse than what you got. You might as well keep what you got right now. Um, Demar Derozan. It's <laughs> he's San Antonio. If he leaves San Antonio, he to Toronto. That's that's where he's gonna go because he likes Toronto. Um. There's not much else on this Brand list Bill. for shit. He 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 resigned his oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. deal yeah, with yeah, uh, Washington, sure, yeah. so he's not gonna be there. So who are you gonna? It's not this free agency class is gonna be good. It's gonna be a real good unless some of them start resigning their deals. Lazo Ball, you're not getting you're not getting any of those players. Lazo Ball, <laughs> that's. Your best option is going to be through trades. Now, you have some nice young talent that you can trade possibly, but you 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 can't you can't miss on Kevin Durant. No, nah, you can't. You've been planning this when you've been planning this for 2 years yeah. now. You can't miss on Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. That's it's can't terrible. Do it. They I just don't know. I mean, but you know, just looking at the 2021 free agent class, I mean, it's it's not really any like you know, 
star potential. Most of them going to be old. Like LeBron, you know, I mean, we already know about that. Um, like you said, Blake Griffin, though, Paul, Paul George, he, I think he's staying in OKC the rest of his career. That's just me. Unless something crazy happens. But uh, Lonzo Ball going to be a free agent. Hey, you never know. <laughs> yeah, if you if you sign if you draft Lamelo next year and get Lonzo, then maybe you got something. Maybe you got a a nice something that you can build around. Yeah. I don't think New York City fans would like having the the Ball family in their city like talking about. But you know, hey, it's better than nothing. But that's just crazy, man. For them to miss out. If you talking man. about yeah, if you talking about trying to win, bring championships back to the Garden. You miss your opportunity. Man, that's just – it's just crazy, man. Like, I never thought I would see the Knicks this bad. Like, this is terrible. This is just terrible. <laughs> terrible. Terrible franchise. And the, and the thing the thing is, when you, when you have a run on top ten picks or top five picks like they had, um, you should be able to build a team. Even even if you don't get a superstar, all you have to do is make the right picks. Um, you haven't been making the right picks. If you look at the last couple drafts, the best pick you made was probably Robinson, Mitchell Robinson. Mm-hmm. That's probably the best pick you made. You drafted Kevin Knox. He's we gotta okay. see. We gotta see. We um, still gotta see. He he has to do a little bit more. Um, R.J. Barrett is probably gonna be the best one. Um, we just got to see him play first. You drafted Neil Aquina, uh, who can play some defense, but he's trash on Dude, offense. Terrible. So you've had you've had opportunities to make picks to build your team up and make it appealing to to free agents to come and join them. You haven't done that, so now you're stuck with a team of young players who are trying to put it all together. And you're, it's not gonna, it's not gonna work out. You need a leader. You need somebody to come in there that's gonna lead that team. And that's what the Knicks don't have. They don't have a leader. They have some good young players who can possibly be nice role players down the line, but they don't have a leader. Who's gonna be the leader of the team? And that falls on the owner. That falls on who you. Should, you're who, the owner. Who, who of the should team. be fired? <laughs> he definitely should. He should have been fired two years ago. Um, he should have been fired when he got into it with Charles Oakley. That's when he should have been fired. But he can't fire himself. So yeah. you need to just go ahead and you just need to go ahead and sell the team to somebody who actually wants the team. He need like a like a Spike Lee. You need to step down or something, man. Or somebody. And even if you sell half of the team, that that's fine. You still have part of the team, but let somebody else start making the decision. Not him. <laughs> Not him. Because this is this is just terrible. What you're doing is terrible, and you're ruining a great city. You're letting a team that just started a couple years ago come in and take over your city. It's sad because, like, <laughs> like you were saying, like, is it sad they missed out on all these free agents? Now with the Nets, on the other hand, they just they was just in the playoffs <laughs> with D'Lo and Dinwiddie and you know Jared Allen and all these other nice pieces. Now. They took a player who y'all was aiming for, who they weren't really technically – I didn't think they would get him. I thought – well, I didn't think they were going to go hard at him like the Knicks would. 
But, you know, he had that injury, which was unfortunate. But still, I mean, I didn't think they would go as hard for KD as, as I thought the Knicks would. And for them to get Kyrie and KD and they got DeAndre Jordan, because Kyrie and KD accepting, you know, less money so they can get him. I mean, that that's just the icing on the cake right there. That's that, that's just that's an unfortunate situation for uh, Knicks Knicks fans. So that's that's horrible for Knicks fans, and they. I, I'm just I'm just sad to watch a team with that type of history be run like this. It's it's terrible. It's terrible to watch. They don't deserve it. But hey, yeah, yeah. So it it it, oh, man. <laughs> it is what it is. Is it it is it's what just, it is, man. So so sad. That's what they see, get. Man. That's so what sad. they get. That is what they get. But <sighs> man, it's it's just so sad to watch that team and watch it be run that way. But hey. Somebody in the NBA has to suffer, and it looks they, like they are. They yeah. gonna have to suffer yeah, some more. So it is what it is, man. It, exactly. All right. Since we talked about all that, let's switch it up to what we've been wanting to talk about for the longest. What everybody's been looking forward to: college football. We need it back. We still got about a, a month and a half before we get to that ass whipping coming in Orlando. Um, but we're going to talk about that on the next episode. Let's just talk about college football in general right now. Um, let's let's do this. Uh, we didn't really have any topics that we talked about beforehand, but this is what we're going to do. Give me three, three teams outside of Bama and Clemson, who everybody's predicting is going to play in the championship again anyway. Um, give me three teams – and I don't care if you want to be biased or not. I don't care. <laughs> Give me three teams that you believe have the best opportunity to stop this Alabama and Clemson matchup from happening. Three, three teams. teams. Ah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to start off with Oklahoma. You know. They, okay. That's okay, one. that's one. Now, the, the next you two know. is where I'm like, ah. Uh, hmm. Go ahead. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna find out why Stop. later on. Just go ahead and give me your next two. two. I gotta think about this one. Because like <laughs> Yeah, it, I, it, I told you we, it, we didn't we didn't discuss this. This is just something that I, I threw out there. We just I just wanna see where you're thinking is. So go ahead, go ahead. We're gonna find out. I gotta think. I said Oklahoma. Huh. Now, I would say Oklahoma. F- That's tough. Fuck it. It's, it's tough, tough because it's like, I want to say Florida, but it's like, it's, it, it, I don't want to say Florida. I'm not going to say Florida. Uh, now, no, I'm not, not, not going to say I'm not three gonna say teams. That's all I need. Three, three teams. teams. Hmm. You gotta think about this one. Oklahoma. Florida. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Florida. 
And oh man, this is tough, man. You put me on the spot. Uh, I know that's, why, that's, why I that's did messed it, up. That, that's messed up. Uh, that's why I did it. Come on, come on. Damn, uh, you put me on the spot, man. I'm gonna just give you two. I can't give you three. So you just got two. That's it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna say Oklahoma, Florida, and my third team. I'm going to say Ohio State. Assuming Justin Fields is is who most people think he's going to be, those are my three teams. Okay. Uh, Oklahoma. Let's talk about Oklahoma. Why Why did you say Oklahoma? I know your first reason why you said Oklahoma. Of course, it's Jalen Hurts. I, I wasn't going to say Hurts. I was going to say, well, obviously, everybody know about Lincoln Riley and, you know, how he is with quarterbacks. It's like they have so many weapons on offense, like so many, so many receivers. They can beat you in so many ways on offense. The only thing with mm-hmm. them is is their defense. Is it going to be as good as it was? Well, never was really good. Is it going to be worse? Could it get better? You don't know. Uh, you know, but the reason why I chose them is because I have a lot of faith in their coach. And like you said, Jalen Hurts is, I mean – the man is just he clutch. I mean, we're gonna see if we're gonna see if Lincoln Riley can, you know, continue that ball or get the ball rolling again with QBs. That's why I chose them. And, and in the Big Twelve, I feel like the only team who could potentially beat them is Texas, or they could have like another slip up somewhere here and there. But I would say Texas, that's the best that's the best team I would put on the field with Oklahoma, like, Big 12-wise? Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, you said I, – I see why you said Oklahoma. I see why you said – I see why you said Ohio State. I, I, can, I can – I don't see it, but I, I can see why you said it. Uh, everybody's going to be wondering, oh, why you said Florida? You just being biased. No, I don't, I don't think he's technically being biased. I think Florida has talent. I don't know if the talent is up to par yet to where it needs to be to beat either of those other two teams, but the talent is good enough to compete with just about anybody in college football, in my opinion. So I, I see why you said those those three teams. and um, I, I would say that's not that's actually not a bad group. I will. I will say this. Ohio State was was one of my. I, I did say Ohio State. I think they have talent. Um, it the quarterback situation is the biggest thing. Uh, I I want to see how Justin Fields grows in the offense. We know. That. We yeah. We know. We get all that. We know that. Everybody, everybody knows he can run. Uh, can he be consistent as a passer with the weapons that he's going to have to actually? make sure that they can get to where they need to be. Um, so Ohio State was was one of mine. I I, I definitely agree with that. Um, I I thought about Oklahoma at first, but I gotta that, I gotta add Oklahoma. I got to. I got to. I got to. That that losing all losing all of those offensive linemen and also that defense that was already terrible 
Um, I'm not sure they can get it done. Um, Georgia, I like Georgia's team. Fuck Georgia. Um, I, Fuck I'm, Georgia. Still, I'm still not sold on Jake from becoming this all-world quarterback that people think he is. Uh, and as far as the talent around him, the running back is going to be decent, but receivers, uh, no, nah, I'm not sold on that. I mean, that, de- that defense, I'm not sold on that either. Um, so Florida was one of mine. Uh, you want to say it's biased. Uh, you got a top five quarterback in the SEC coming back. You probably got – you've got arguably a top three running back in the SEC, which um, everybody going to say, no, he's not. No, he's that good. If you ain't watched them, then you're missing out. Um, the offensive line is the, the big key for me. That's that's really the only that's thing the key. That, that was yeah. lost. That's the key to the if whole you, season. If you look that one ten games, the only thing that was really lost was the offensive line. And it wasn't like the offensive line was just this great last year anyway. Um, they were good. Uh, they got better. But they still weren't up to where they needed to be. True. Um, if they can gel early on in then you can see some things happen with that offense. The defense is going to be better. Um, you, the, the whole defensive uh, front seven basically is back. You're replacing a couple starters. You're replacing C.C. Um, Jefferson with Jonathan Grenard, who was dominant at Louisville, who sat out last year, and he's probably going to be even better this year. Um, you're replacing Voshan Joseph, who had his moments where he looked like he was going to be great. Then at other times, he was just lost in the field. You didn't know what the hell he was doing. Um, you're replacing him with Amari Bernie, who's faster, more athletic. better in coverage. More athletic, um, period. <laughs> more, definitely more athletic. Um, but he's going to have to learn how to be an actual linebacker. Uh, we saw him play in a bowl game. He looked decent, but we got to see it full time. Uh, you brought back the elite tackler, David Reese, who's going to lead the team in tackles again. Um, you're getting back in all SEC-type corner in Marco. Um, the defensive backfield is going to be every everybody came back basically. Hold on, hold on, hold on, um, hold on, hold on. Let, let me stop you right. Let, let me let me stop you right now. Let me. I got a question for you. Go ahead. Now, <clears throat> my thing is with the defense. The only thing, like as far as like the DBs, the safety spots, that worries me a little bit. I I I'm actually. I think one of the safety spots worry me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause yeah, yeah, you're right. I feel my, like... my biggest my biggest worry with the safeties is when number two is not on the field. Yeah. Um even though he had his inconsistent moments, he's still the best best safety we have. When he's not on the field, you're going with a combination of players who are much better in the box. Uh around the line of scrimmage, making tackles in space, that's where they excel. They're not going to be coverage safety. It's not go- they're not going to be on the back end um, trying to help you run cover two or run cover three or a single high. They're not going to be those type of safeties who can make plays on the back end. That's what that's mm-hmm. what number two can do. We've seen it already. He's done it. The Tennessee game, the interception, we saw that. Uh, the play against LSU, we saw that. Um, you expected one of those other safeties to be able to do it by now, especially the number 31, Sean Davis. I expect him to be able to do that. Um, he hasn't shown it yet. Uh, Steiner and Taylor, they're better around the line of scrimmage, um, better tacklers than cover men. Um, 
that's my whole issue. And number two is not on the field at safety. We need somebody else to step up and make plays back there. Um, it could have been Huggins, but he's trained at the star position to back up Dean. So now if can we get number 26 on the field because he looks like one of our best playmakers. So if you take number two, six, uh, Huggins actually drop back and play safety. I wish he could. If he can, that would help us out a lot because he's a ball hawk. He's that good of a player in, in the secondary. We've seen it. Um, and that would help us out a lot. But when number two is not on the field, when Stu is not on the field, um, can you get playmaking type abilities from those safeties that who are now seniors, basically Steiner, um, Taylor, Taylor, and, and da- Davis. Davis, and those, those three. We we need one of those three to be able to make plays on the back end. Um, we got to see it because we like to rotate players on defense. That's one thing about Grantham. He's always done it. Definitely. He's going to rotate players no matter no matter what. Um, so since we rotate a lot, we need somebody to be able to make plays. Cornerbacks are going to be great um, if they can stay on the field. Hendo, best cornerback in the SEC. We're not going to argue that because there's no argument. There ain't no argument um, there. Marco is one of, one of the best corners in the SEC. He proved that his freshman year. Of course, every freshman is got beat his freshman year. Came back his sophomore year, didn't allow a touchdown. Marco is going to be back to himself. Uh, Trey Dean, I'm I'm still not sold on the move to star. I got to see it. I, I don't I don't like the way he moves in coverage a little bit at times. So, but he's gonna be he's gonna be much better on the line of scrimmage. He's gonna come up and tackle. Um, he's gonna play tough and he's gonna be able to blitz. So so maybe maybe he's growing up. So you've got those three. You do have Huggins, who backs up at the star. Um, the backup cornerback position um, with hopefully Elam, uh, Kimbrough, and those guys can come in and, and take some spots and, and be ready to play. Um, safety, safety is the biggest question mark on defense, definitely. Everybody sees that. Offense is the O-line. But if those things gel within the first couple of games and they're going to have to start Right off the bat, August 24th, we got Miami. So we need them to be ready to play. Um, you've got Kentucky early and you've got Tennessee. So you got to be ready to play. Um, if those things come together, it could be a great season. If they struggle, um, we could be in some yeah, trouble. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's all I'm Do saying. Do you think that. Trey Dean would be better in safety? My, my whole thing was I actually thought Trey Dean would be better playing on the on the uh-huh. boundary. I thought he was going to be better as a boundary corner. Um and Huggins would make that move to um play play star like he is right now but also play a little bit of safety as well. I thought they were going to allow Marco to move inside a little bit um because he's he's better at flipping his hips being able to get the change of direction going um when we were in the nickel like most of the teams on our schedule were going to be in nickel most of the time anyway because they're more of the three wide receiver sets. But when they do go into, like, heavy run packages, Marco could still slide back onto the boundary, and that would help us out a lot. I would have to see Trey Dean play safety. Um, he played it in high school, so I don't think it would be too much of a transition for him, but I would have to see it first before I could believe that he could play it full time. Do I believe – he could master that position, yeah. 
I believe he could. But since he started training that corner so much, I believe he would have to get back into that mindset that, oh, now I'm a safety again, so I got to change some things up. But if you actually look at it now, I don't mind the move with Trey Dean. I just have to see him play that position a little bit to see if he would actually do well mm-hmm. in it. Um, but I actually like Huggins more at safety than I like Dean. He had a hell of a spring. <laughs> hell of a spring. Oh, yeah. He, he he showed that he could play football, man. That's And that's one thing that we really needed. I wish we would have had it more last year. But, hey, it's a new season. Um, but our defense is going to improve. I know that for sure. So um, that was that's two of the teams that I had that could possibly derail it. Um, looking at the third one, um, like you said, you talked about Oklahoma. Um, they did bring in a new quarterback, but I, he's not going to be what Kyler Murray nah. was. That's that's nah. one thing. Kyler Murray was a difference maker at the quarterback position. That's not Jalen Hurts. Um, he's going to be efficient. He's going to run your offense. He's going to he's actually going to run better than Kyler did, um, but um, he's not going to throw the ball as well as Kyler did for that offense. Um, and that defense is just horrible. That, that's Oklahoma's defense is terrible. Um, everybody talks about another team in the top ten that could possibly do it, LSU. I don't see it. You couldn't even score a touchdown. You couldn't even get a field goal against Bama last year. Um, that defense is not as great as people think. Um, that front seven is really more of a run-stopping front seven. You're going to get uh, Caleb on chase on back who's going to be your best pass rusher, but he's still coming off an injury. Um, Got to see him healthy, but that that defensive line doesn't really scare anybody. Uh, that secondary is going to gonna be I, – I'll say it's – I don't think it's going to be improved because you're going from Greedy, who was one of the best corners out there, to a freshman in Stingley, who I think is going to be good, but I don't think he's going to be Greedy off the bat. And – those safeties, I got to see it. Uh, Delphit is definitely the best safety in the country. I'll give them that. But the thing about Alabama is they're not afraid of anybody on your defense. They showed that when they used their tight end to go after Grant Delphit last year in that game. Um, and Alabama just has weapons all over Man, the place. Man, they got everything. <laughs> LS, LSU's offense, I just don't, I don't trust it. I'm not a big see, fan of Joe Burrow. I'm not – I'm not a fan of their running backs. Whoever their running their starting running back is gonna be, if it's gonna be Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who's he's an underrated back, but he's not even the best running back on the team. I think that's John Emery who's gonna take over that starting position sometime during his freshman year. Um they have a couple receivers that I like, but um not really Jamar Chase to me is the best receiver on the team. Agree. Um, agree. But Outside of him, they have some talented guys, but nobody that's really going to just go out of there and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to dominate this game from start to finish. Just give me the football. I don't think they have that. And that O-line, although they returned, I think, four starters, they weren't really great. They got dominated up front in a lot of those games. So um, I just don't – I don't see LSU beating – um, Alabama, I don't see that. I think we have a better, we would have a better chance. Florida would have a better chance of beating Alabama than LSU would. Um, still looking for my third team. Um, and don't, I'm, I'm trying you, to find it. You want to say Georgia? You want to? 
No, I, I definitely don't. I don't think Georgia has a chance. I mean, I would I would say Texas A and M has a better chance than Georgia does. That's that's the crazy thing. I would say that um, too. If I had to pick one team, um, it's it's tough for me because I want to go with one of those Pac-12 teams like Washington or Oregon because I think their quarterbacks could make a difference in that type of game. Um, but I don't trust Oregon's defense against Bama. I don't trust and their their ability to run the football against Alabama. So even though they have Eason now, I just don't trust them running the football. If I had to pick a team, it's gonna sound crazy. I know you. Go, I think I, I had know to pick. Say, I think I know. If I now nah, nobody knows because this is just I pick one team that was probably gonna stop those other two teams from playing. It would probably my third team would probably be Syracuse. I, 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 I didn't That's think you were gonna say though. That's that's how crazy I, I think this would be. I think Syracuse has a good team. Uh, they challenged Clemson last year. Um, they they are now they are losing Dungey. I understand that you're losing Eric Dungey, but back did play good. Uh, Tommy DeVito he did do well. That team averaged forty points a game last year. That's what, that's what people don't understand. They brought back almost all of their offensive weapons. They have one of the best defenses outside of probably the best defense outside of Clemson. In the ACC, uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh, even even with even with uh-oh, Miami, uh-oh. Um, who was the number uh-oh. one defense, Miami lost a lot on their defense. Um, people people don't understand. Gerald Willis was an All American last year. That's that's how good he was. You lost another one in Jaquan Johnson. Um, we want to see you replace him. Um, those linebackers still slow. Mm. They they can make play. They can tackle. I will give them that. But they're not the fleetest of foot um, trying to make plays in the open field. Uh, your cornerbacks are okay. <laughs> I, I like, I like trade. I like trading Bandy. I'll give him that. I like Bandy, but he's a five, nine. Um, so let's, hey, let's, let's hey, tune man. it down a little bit. <laughs> oh. Clemson. Clemson has the best. Clemson has the best overall team. Their defense is going to be an issue because they're losing a lot. Um, they front seven goes. They, they, they have a young front seven. Syrac- Syracuse people people don't understand. Syracuse had two of the best defensive ends in college football last year that nobody talked about. They both had over ten sacks. Um, I think I think one had like seventeen tackles for loss. The other one had twelve. Um, so they have the best, probably the best duo of of defensive ends in the ACC. Um, they had a free safety who went for seven in a seven oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, last year. Their cornerbacks, all basically their whole defense came back. They might have lost like two or three players from their defense, but the whole defense came back. Um, basically the entire offense is coming back outside of the quarterback and a receiver who went to the draft, but they're returning players. They got a couple transfers in, and like I said, they, hang with, they hung with Clemson last season. And they average 40 points. There's no reason why Dino Babers can't get that team to play just as good as they did last year. And the thing about it is Clemson has to co- has to go to Syracuse. That's going to be a tough one. But so that's going to be a tough one. I, to me, pers- me personally, I think that's the toughest game Clemson is going to have on their schedule in the ACC. Man, By far. you tripping. Florida State got a chance. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. Look, I, 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 you almost made me cut this podcast off talking about Florida State. Hey, they, finished, hey. they lost 59 to nothing. Hey, 59 man. to nothing. 
So oh, you think they got a chance? So all, it's gonna be even worse. Hey, let me say something. So all them Florida State recruits and the players, if y'all tired of y'all coach, <laughs> if y'all tired of y'all coach being all the videos dancing, having having his players, having his having his players, having having Twerking applies. If you don't want we none of that, we got no more to talk come about. To y'all, Gainesville. Y'all come to Gainesville, Florida, man. Come to Gainesville, Florida, man. Hey, man. Hey, but now, nah, big, big country finna make a difference out there. Man. What? <laughs> who? Big who? <laughs> big, <laughs> big who? Big, big country, big who? man. They finna dominate man, listen, out there, man. man. Them boys, them boys, <laughs> them boys, man. I don't even know. I don't know what's gonna be their record, but they not beat. They oh, not beat Florida. They might get. It might we might score fifty on them boys' head. Man, I, I already told them they they I I can't see more than more than five wins on that <laughs> schedule. I can't. This is if if they if they get over five wins, man, they should they should extend Willie for like four more years. Cause I I just don't I just don't see it, man. That team is that team is trash. Now, just oh because you got a black coach, that does not mean anything. He gonna catch this slander too. That man is trash, and they said as a recruiter he was gonna be good. Honestly, I haven't seen nothing, like nothing. That man, he is he is terrible in all facets of the game. It's it's just horrible. And I I used to like him. I I I don't know what happened when he was. I liked him when he was at USF. I was a big fan. Uh, went to Oregon. I didn't like the fit. Um, I didn't think he was good out there. Um, now at Florida State, I just I I don't see it. This it's not. He was he wasn't ready for the job, in my opinion. Shit, he was man, ready. boy got them boys. And everybody everybody want to talk. Everybody want to talk about. Oh well, uh, didn't y'all want him at Florida? No, no. Let's let's stop this. He was like. Option um, option D. I damn sure that on, on most people on most people. Just because he black, he, don't nobody want that man coaching eighteen. I I I didn't want him that much. That team is just that team is just terrible. But like I was saying, Syracuse probably has the best chance of anybody to beat that Clemson. I I don't I don't really see anybody else who could who could do it outside of maybe South Carolina. Who I else? Mean, Who else is there? This, this is my biggest thing, man. Like that conference as a whole is terrible. They don't have like they don't have no threats in that conference. I think that the crazy thing is the three best teams in that conference, in my opinion, are Clemson, which is Clemson by mm-hmm. far, and then the next two are Virginia and Syracuse. And it's sad because. Man. Virginia and Syracuse used to be two of the worst teams in the entire country in college football. Yeah. Two of the worst. Man. And now they're the two the second and third best team in the ACC, which used to be a top two or three conference. Man, you I mean it, you, that that conference is now one of the worst conferences in college football. It's it's it is terrible. terrible. And also, you know, you can't forget Virginia Tech. They used to be in the convo. Miami used to be in the convo. Florida State. We just got through talking about them. They used to be in the convo. I mean, 
Florida State was just a dominant team about five or six years. They had good coaching, too. They were, they were a dominant team with Jimbo Fisher, Dalvin Cook. That team was dominant. You thought they were going to have create something that was going to stick for a long time. And now look at them. They are terrible. Man, Jimbo just wanted to get out of it. That's all. But and they they blaming it they they keep blaming it on Jimbo Jimbo been gone for two years now it's time to stop blaming it on him. y'all it's time to look at what you have yeah now. y'all got y'all they basically got a coach who endorses men twerking in the locker room so. <laughs> there, if if you want if you want to be real about it there's no reason for a team that has two four win seasons in the last six years to be better than you right now. There's no reason for that. That is. There, there's no there's no excuse for that. None. I mean, hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Florida State fans. Well, actually, I'm not sorry. But, but, but uh, it is what it is, man. Best team in Florida. It is what it is. It's the Gators. It's the Gators. And we only going to get better. And we, and we about to prove that starting on August Camping World Stadium. We're going to beat them Hurricanes. We're going to take their turnover chain. We're going to break it like Wisconsin did. And then we're going to be done with it. We're going to move on. Honestly, gonna let I y'all feel focus. like they got so many questions. Like, it's like this. I feel like the fans on Twitter, the ones I follow, which I don't really be, you know, talking to that much about Miami football. I feel like they just, like, I just think they be talking. I honestly think they don't. I honestly think that they feel like they know they don't have a shot in the game. They just want to talk because it's okay. We gonna talk because that's our team. We gonna rep for our team. I mean, yeah, that's cool. That's, that's cool. That's, and that's all. But that's all it is. And that they they will. They're trying to talk themselves into believing it, but deep down, they don't believe they can win that game. And that's that's the thing. You try to tell them that, but there is fans on Twitter, and you just you just want to let them talk, let them have their fun. Because come August twenty fourth, everybody's gonna see that they they didn't really believe it. They're gonna see what they what they didn't want to see. They're gonna see their team get defeated in every facet of the game, and and after the game and all the jokes fly, they're gonna get defective. They're gonna be mad. They're gonna start blocking people. That's just how they are. Man, them boys. Hey, I'm not I'm not really worried about it. I'm at the point where we're just gonna go out this season. We're gonna do what we need to do. Gonna dominate the teams we should dominate. Get revenge on the teams that beat us last year. That should Missouri and Kentucky, and we're gonna get back and to Georgia. We need to be. And Georgia, but uh, I believe that I believe that we are talented enough to be in the SEC championship game this year against Alabama. That's that's my stance on it. Um, I hope that we don't get to a point where we slip up in games that we should win because I'm tired of seeing that. I'm tired of seeing our team come out in games that we should blow people out. We slip up and let them stay in the game, and then all of a sudden we lose it because we don't have the focus that we need to have. I don't think you're going to see that anymore. I think it's now now is the time where we have the players, we have the scheme down. We have the coach. We have the coach, and we have the the leadership to where it's going to be, okay, well, we're going to go out here, we're going to dominate them early and take them out of the game so we don't have to give them a chance. That's what we're gonna see from this Florida team, and it's gonna start with the quarterback. That's what I was. I'm that's putting, what I was I'm putting, getting to. I'm putting it all on Felipe Franks. This is his year. 
to prove to everybody that he went from a quarterback who threw three interceptions in the spring game to a quarterback who can be drafted in the first two or three rounds of the NFL draft. And I think he has that type of talent. Now, um, he just he just has to show it. He has all the weapons. Once again, it's going to go down to the offensive line. That's, that's, that's what it's going to come down to. I feel like last year you saw him manage games. But this year it has to be like, okay, we saw the progress. Now I feel like he has to take on that next step and like, okay, you can potentially win most of these games for us if we get to that point. But in certain games, like the LSU game, he made some good some good throws where you like, wow, like we seen why he was so highly recruited coming out of high school. I mean, we seen we seen him play against Michigan. You know, he ran the ball well. He didn't really throw the ball that much, however you want to say, but he played good within the offense. And against Florida State, I mean, we needed that because we hadn't beat them in I don't know how long we blew them off their own field. Look how he played against them. You want to say it was a bad team? Um, hey, he showed up. He showed out. The whole team did. Um, uh, Kentucky, I mean, we had an early hiccup against them. I feel like, you know, the whole team played bad, not just him. Um, Georgia, it was a lot of mistakes he did. Everybody on Twitter wants to point to the flea flicker, uh, the interception. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, it was a fumble he had, too, if I'm not mistaken. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I mean, it was a lot of things that went wrong for us in that Georgia-Florida game, and we still had our opportunities to win. That's why I feel like I'm so confident for the Georgia game this upcoming season. But, yeah, like you said, man, I feel like this whole season, it's all on the offensive line how well they protect the QB, and when he gets time in the pocket, what is he going to do, which I think he's going to have a better season than last. I think he's going to progress. And, you know, hopefully we go to Atlanta and play Alabama. But, you know, that remains to be seen. Hey, that's, that's all we can hope for. I just want to see us back in Atlanta again. Because uh, that's where we belong. That's where we, we belong. Are, it, we we are the Florida. We are the Florida Gators. We should be there every year, man. Playing playing against whoever from the West, it doesn't matter. That's where we should be. It, it, it's not. It's not the SEC championship if Florida not in it. You can call me. You can call me biased all you want. It's just not the same. Georgia, you know, they had their two little years. You know, salute. But I mean, this year com- up, coming up, I just feel like it's gonna be different. And if Georgia fans want to hit me up on Twitter, just, <laughs> just enjoy this with two underscores. Hit me up. We can talk. We can talk about it. Yeah, man. Y'all go go hit them up. Go blow this up, man. And um, I'm going and I'm going to ignore you. But uh, <laughs> but uh, now nah, go 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 mention him, man. Like he said, at just enjoy this. Go blow him up. Uh, let them know your feelings on it. Georgia fans, LSU fans, I know y'all going to be mad at me probably. I'm from Louisiana. I can take it. I've been dealing with this my whole life. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't going to affect me. Um, but like oh, I, said, I, don't, I don't even want to say about the Louisiana part. Like I said, this. y'all go ahead, man. This, <laughs> this was episode three, Real Sports Talk, man. Once again, it's Corey Moore and Michael Chapman. Go follow Corey, man. Like he said, I just enjoyed this. 
If you want to follow him on Instagram, more Corey underscore, go follow my boy, man. Um, I'm going to I'm going to deny your ass. <laughs> nah, I'm going to. Man, follow me, Micah underscore Chapman on Twitter. Uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, the Soulful Voice, I'll let y'all know why my name is that on Instagram a little later on. But, um, man, we signing off, man. Once again, we're going to be back next week with episode four. Episode four is going to be all about college football. Um, we're going to let y'all know what's going on with that. Um, it's going to be great, man. If y'all want to be on, just let us know. Just hit us up. Send us a DM. We'll uh, try to get y'all on the podcast, man. But once again, we signing off. Once again, for Corey Moore and Michael Chapman, this has been Real Sports Talk. Hope y'all enjoy, man. Catch you next time. The marathon continues. RIP Nip, man. Yes, sir. Y'all, man.